The following is brought to you by friends and partners of Otano Team Ministries. This is what I wanted to get to in the first part. Having a form of godliness and all of these characteristics. Hello, this is Pastor Michael Otano, and you're watching Revival Now. Today is the second installment in the message, The Sin of Jeroboam. If you were with us last week, we looked at the first king of Israel, and we saw how God promised Jeroboam that he was going to do great things in the life of Jeroboam. And yet Jeroboam made some decisions that were so offensive to God that God said he would wipe them off of the face of the earth and all those that were related to him. It's interesting because the center message of Jeroboam, what he did, he began to violate that which was sacred to God, where they were designed to come to Jerusalem and worship. Or rather, Jeroboam's spirit is designed to break up the assemblings of ourselves, coming to church and being a part of the local body of Christ. It is important that we understand that as believers that God has designed for us to come together and worship that the corporate anointing would minister in our lives and that we would be accountable to God in a very intimate way. Let's go to the service already in progress and learn about the sin of Jeroboam. Remember, he was not yet in charge. And Solomon saw how special he was. And Solomon began to use him to represent him as a director. And he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. And it came to pass at that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahazah, the, the Shilonite, found him in the way. And he had clad himself with a new garment. He put on a new garment. The prophet did. And they too were alone in the field. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him and rent it into 12 pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, take these 10 pieces. For thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I will rent the kingdom out of the hands of Solomon. And I will give 10 tribes to thee. God says, I see what Solomon is doing. I told Solomon that if he would pursue me as his father David, to honor me and to seek me like his father's David, David pursued my will. David pursued my passions. David wanted to please me. I told him that if he would do it, that I would honor him and his kingdom would be forever. But because he's not doing it, he says, I'm going to rent the kingdom in half. God says, but I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do it during the reign of Solomon, but I'm not doing it because of Solomon, but because of David. Because David made the sacrifices, God says, I'm going to rent the kingdom but I'm going to wait until Solomon dies first but he already had his succession plan God was choosing Jeroboam God was seeing you're a man of valor God was seeing you're industrialist you're a smart man I'm giving you opportunity that you're going to be able to leave but he shall verse 32 but he shall have one tribe for thy servant David's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of the tribe of Israel, because that they have forsaken me and they have worshipped Ashtoreth, 
which is Ishtar. He says, I've noticed that he allowed Ashtoreth or the God of Ishtar to come in. They begin to worship this idolatrous star, the, the God. They begin to look at the stars and they're naming these stars. And now they're creating spiritual significance through their idolatry, imposing this on the people. The god of Ishtar was a goddess of infertility. It was a goddess of great perversion. They were introducing this to Israel because it was introduced to Solomon. And so the people were turning from God and the people were forsaking God. God begins to lay out the different gods that they begin to follow after and the goddess of Zodians, the Chemosh, which was the god of subduer, that anything that was not honoring their persuasion, this was a god that says, I will subdue them. I will give you power and favor to subdue whatever your enemies are, but you are to follow after my ways and not your ways, and which were the ways of Jehovah. This is what Solomon was introducing the God of the Moabites and Milcom, which was a god that they would offer up their children unto that God, sacrifice them unto that God and the God of the children of Amnon and have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in my eyes and to keep my statutes and my judgments as David thy father did. Howbeit I will not take the whole kingdom out of thy hand but I will make him a prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake whom I chose because he kept my commandments and my statutes. He's saying I'm going to rip the kingdom but I'm going to wait because of the promise that I made to David because David was committed unto me God says I'm not going to do it I'm going to let him finish out his reign but he introduced these gods I recognize what they've done but I'm looking to you but I will take away the kingdom out of his son's hand which was Rehoboam and I will give it unto thee even ten tribes and unto his son will I give one tribe that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem the city which I have chosen I have chosen me to put my name there and I will take thee and thou shalt reign according to all thy soul's desire and thou shalt be king over Israel. He says, I see the potential in you. That's not the, the culmination of the promise. It wasn't just that I'm seeing you and you have potential. Look at the promise that God made to Jeroboam. He says, and it shall be that if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee and will walk in my ways and do that which is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as David my servant did, that I will be with thee and build thee a sure house as I built for David. He says, what I did for David, the anointing that I place upon David to defeat all of his enemies, he says, I'll place it on you. 
He says, the anointing that I put on David for relationship, I'll place that on you. That anointing that I put on David to inspire the people, he said, I'll put that on you. All what I gave David, all of the success that I gave David, he said, I'll give it to you. He says, if you will just have the heart of David, if you would just love me how David loved me, if you would just seek after me, because if you seek after me, you'll be considering my commandments. You'll want to do my commandments. He said, and build thee a sure house as I built for David, and I will give Israel unto thee. I will for this Afflict the seed of David, but not forever. He says, I'm going to have to allow judgment because of Jeroboam and rather because of the sin of Solomon. He says, but I'm choosing you. Verse 40, Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam. I guess there's his wisdom. He said, what? God says he's going to strip the kingdom for me. God says, I'm going to bless Jeroboam. I know that you're enjoying the broadcast, and I wanted to remind you and inform you, if you're interested for more content, you can visit us on all of our social media platforms. You can visit us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or even on our website. We're here to revive you and to transform your life. God bless. Solomon raised him up in my set. Solomon said, send out the assassins. We got to take this one out. And so Jeroboam went and he hid himself in Egypt. He waited for Solomon to die. Then after Solomon died, he was commissioned to be the leaders. He was inaugurated to be the king of Israel. God gave him promise. God had, saw his potential. God gave him prominency. And yet Jeroboam begins to make decisions here that his sin would be so great that God would label his sin for generations to come. People would still practice the sin of Jeroboam. What is the sin of Jeroboam? What is this unconscionable act that got such the attention of God that, that God said, I'm going to cut you out forever. God says, I hate that spirit of Jeroboam. His sin is so grievous unto me. God says, not only am I going to take out Jeroboam, but I'm going to wipe out his seed from off the earth. You don't see things like this in the Bible. God getting so upset. God getting so uh, moved with indignation over decisions that people made. But Jeroboam provoked the indignation of God. Listen to what God says about him in 1 Kings chapter 14, verse number 8 through 13. And he says he's going to rent the kingdom away from the house of David, and he gave it unto thee. Now he said, listen, I said I was going to do all of this for you. I said this was going to happen for you, and yet thou has not been as my servant David. I saw your potential. I gave you the opportunity. You said you were going to honor me. You said you were going to keep my commandments and who follow after me with all of his heart to do that only which was right in my eyes. But thou hast done evil above all that were before thee. He says your sin is worse than any king I've ever seen. Your actions that were presumptuous. Your actions that were intrusive. 
your actions that were audacious. He said, it's the worst evil that I can think of. For thou hast gone and made the other gods and molten images to provoke me to anger and has cast me behind thy back. God said, not only did you go ahead and make molten images, you were making cows and you were teaching them and supporting them to worship Baal and to worship all of these gods, but you had the audacity to turn your back on me. You had the audacity to totally backslide and walk away from me. You had the audacity that you tried to wipe me out of your own conscience. God said, it's the worst sin that I've ever seen. It's the most audacious thing that I've ever seen. And God says, I'm so upset. He said, I'm going to cut out your children. I'm not even going to consider of allowing another generation to come through you. Look at verse number 10. Therefore, behold, I will bring evil upon the house of Jeroboam and will cut off from Jeroboam him that pees against the wall and him that shuts up the, the left in Israel and will take away the remnants of the house of Jeroboam. He said the remnants, the smallest of people, if they're in the bloodline, God says I'm going to cut it totally out. There's got to be a reverence for God. There has to be an allness for God. There has to be a respect for God. There has to be a fear for God. There has to be a recognition. Listen, I preach a grace message and I talk about how Jesus loves you and how Jesus is going to forgive you that when you come to him, but that Jesus that's so forgiving that I preach about and that blood that was shed to reach you is that same Jesus that's coming back and flaming fire and taking vengeance on them that know not God nor obeyed our gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That that same Jesus is coming back on the white horse the Bible says and he's coming to fight against this world and he's coming to fight against this culture and anyone that refuses to bow their knee at this time Jesus is coming back to be against all of them and he's going to overthrow them all. He's going to overthrow the Antichrist in his system. He's going to overthrow the culture. He's going to overthrow all the enemies and all the nations that thought that they could stand before him because they rejected his compassion. They rejected his truth. They rejected his spirit. Why? Because of the spirit of Jeroboam that's still lurking today. He says in verse 11, Him that dieth of Jeroboam in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowl. Why are so many people having so much turmoil? Why is the church turning to so many different things instead of going back to the altar and going back to an experience and trusting God in His Word and living with the sense of peace that has been imparted? We have to understand and we celebrate all the time that the righteousness that we have is the righteousness of Jesus. That it's not our righteousness, it's the righteousness of Jesus. That He became sin, that we would become the one. The righteousness of God. That righteousness is not our righteousness. We celebrate that. We've grown into that. I taught you that. But what I need to really teach you, and what I really need to get you to understand, when I speak about peace, 
the same way the righteousness has come from Jesus. I'm not talking about a peace from this world. I'm not talking about a peace that you can generate. I'm not talking about something that you can do. I'm talking about a peace that comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. of the air eat remember Jeroboam was a king when a king would die they would always give an honorable burial to the kings even Jezebel when Jezebel died Jehu ordered for people to pick up her bones and to bury her and she was a wicked queen but with Jeroboam God says he's not going to get any any respectful burial and anyone from his lineage if they die wherever they die there in the field they would stay because God loathes that spirit of Jeroboam for the Lord has spoken it arise thou therefore get thee to thy own house this is the prophet speaking to Jeroboam's wife watch what he says it's going to happen and when thy feet enter into the city your child is going to die Get to your house, but when you get over there, your child is going to die. And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave because of him. Therefore, found some good thing towards the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. So what was the sin of Jeroboam? What were the categorical offenses that stirred the indignation of God. Let's look at it at 1 Kings chapter number 12, beginning at verse 28 through 33. Are you ready? Whereupon the king took counsel, and he made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold, thy God, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Did you catch that? Listen to what he said. Wherefore the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said to them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. He told the people, You no longer have to go to church any longer. You no longer have to come and assemble together anymore. You no longer have to honor the, the presence of God any longer. You no longer have to honor the sacred days that God has placed before you. Instead of coming to church, he began to order the people, you stay at home and you worship from home. This is why this whole thing with COVID hit. It was nothing more than the spirit of Jeroboam. You can go ahead and go to the store. You can go ahead and go to the restaurant. You can go ahead and go to your family's house. But don't assemble together in the church. It was a spirit of Jeroboam that's still alive today. Influencing and affecting people. And there are people that have this spirit of Jeroboam. Well, I just don't go to church anymore. Well, I just struggle. 
struggle. I can worship God from my home. It's the spirit of Jeroboam. It's the edict of Jeroboam. It's what Jeroboam told the people. He said, here are some golden calves. This is the God that brought you out of Egypt. And he started changing the commandments of God. Instead of worshiping together. Instead of being faithful to the house of the Lord. Instead of loving the gospel. Create your own gospel. Create your own idea of God. Just stay home. And don't inconvenience yourself. Jeroboam was removing the sacrifice principle when it came to God. He was distorting the gospel that it was no longer about Jehovah's will. It was no longer about God's desire. He was enforcing and imposing on the people that you can follow after the golden calf and worship from your house. And not only that, but worship after your own desires. Not after God's own desires. God said, I hate that spirit. I put you in position. I put you to represent me. I put you to fulfill my desires. You were supposed to fulfill what David did. You were supposed to have a heart after me. You were supposed to consider my desires. But instead of my desires... I know that you're enjoying the broadcast and I wanted to remind you and inform you if you're interested for more content you can visit us on all of our social media platforms you can visit us on YouTube Instagram Facebook or even on our website we're here to revive you and to transform your life God bless you threw me away. You threw me to the back. You turned your back on me and started pursuing your own ideas. You created golden calves. You started with all of this idolatry and yet you put my name on it. That's why I didn't buy it for a minute. I began to hear people prophesy when COVID hit and they started talking and they started saying God is doing a new thing and God wants people to worship from their homes and, and my spirit it just wouldn't settle in me. I said God I know that's not your will and God I'm not going to be afraid of this virus and God I'm waiting for that opportunity that we can come back together and I told you I said God I won't ever shut the doors again. I don't care what happens we're going to assemble together and we're going to worship together I'm not going to shut the doors but I'm going to open the doors because it was a spirit of Jeroboam and it tries to creep on people it tries to get a hold on people it tries to lull you to sleep and get you to stay home you need to shake off the spirit of Jeroboam you need to raise up in your commitment and throw down all the idolatry that is in your life I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how long your days are. I don't care how tired you are. You get yourself to the house of God. You determine I'm going to get there and I'm going to worship God. I'm going to shake off whatever I'm going through because I've made up my mind that I'm going through and I'm going to make it to the other side. That Jeroboam spirit is nothing more than a demonic spirit. A demonic spirit that this pandemic, I mean pandemic, 
was able to reintroduce to society. People just bought it. Oh, I'm sick. I got to stay home. Last I heard, you come to the house of the Lord when you're sick. Last I read in the Bible, you come to the house of the Lord when you're ill and you call for the elders of the church and you find someone to anoint you that has been chosen and say, anoint me, anoint me, Brother Rosa, anoint me, Brother McKemos, Brother Burns, can you take a minute? Can you anoint me? But you see, the spirit of Jeroboam wants people to stay home. Wants people to forget about healing. Wants people to delude their faith. To water it all down. This is why we need the voice of elders that know how to worship God. We need the voice of those that help facilitate the revival of old. When they used to go to church five days a week and exalt the name of Jesus. They used to have church till 1130 at night. It didn't matter that the kids had to go to school. Because there was somebody that had a spirit of revival. That wasn't going to allow a culture to get a hold of them God's coming back for a church it's just a remnant it's not going to be everybody but it is going to be somebody and they're going to have the spirit of David they're going to have a heart of David they're going to want to come to the house of God and when they fall they know to call upon the name of Jesus they know to enforce the blood And they refuse to do their own desires, their own will. That's something inside of them that says, God, I want your will. Something inside of them to God, I want to seek after you. God, if no one else is seeking after you, I want to seek after you. God, if no one else wants to do your word, I want to do your word. God, I see the spirit of Jeroboam, and I don't want to surrender over to it. I don't want to turn over to it. God, I'm still looking to you, and I'm refusing to compromise. But that's exactly what we see in our age today, and we see it in the churches all across America because another sin of Jeroboam he began to anoint people into ministry that had no call he began to anoint people in ministry that were not chosen just putting anyone up in business to preach it was supposed to be of the house of Levite but the spirit of Jeroboam says stay home it doesn't even matter and I'll just choose anybody if you just enforce my way I'll just choose you and you don't have to do what Jehovah said to do and you don't have to be anointed you just have to preach what I tell you to preach and it's going to be diluted with the calves and it's going to be diluted with all of these different gods and I just wanted to bring confusion on the people because as long as I'm in power I've turned my back on Jehovah I've turned my back on God. I've created my own gods. And America better wake up. 
America better wake up. The sleeping church of America better wake up because Jesus is coming and he's going to allow this earth to be hit with something worse than COVID because he's not going to allow the spirit of Jeroboam to take out the spirit of David. The Bible's very clear that David was going to be alive and David is a worshiping church. David is a praising church. David is going to have a shout. David is going to have a cry. David is going to have a pursuit. I don't care what you go through. I don't care how bad it is. You better shout and seek after God. I don't care who's coming against you or who hates you. Well, I know that message really stirred us up and provoked us to consider our personal responsibilities to God. It is God's design that we would be faithful to his house. I want to encourage you to maybe visit us at our local campus at Christian Revival Center. Revival Now is a local outlet ministry designed to support Christian Revival Center. I promise you... This is a place that will transform your life. And I never like to conclude without reminding you that you are important to God. God bless.